It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Okay. I don't know if anyone else has ever struggled with hurry and worry, but I was the oldest of four kids, and it's just been, I've always had this internal drive, and honestly, I don't remember a time before hurry and worry, and it's a, it's a pretty stressful way to go through life, and it just kind of comes up. Like, even when I think, oh, I have, I'm having a great day, all of a sudden, it'll be like, you didn't do enough, or whatever, worry about this, hurry about that, and uh So God brought me this really cool message in the middle of the night about Jesus and um, a quote from a a Bible study I've been doing is when you stop trying to be Jesus, you become more like him. And then I asked kind of the question that was asked is where do I try to retain control over things that I need to hand over? And I did a column of Jesus did and Jesus didn't. And I've got eight items on the list, but we might be adding to it, but we're going to start this series of kind of talking about what did Jesus do? Right. When he did and he didn't hurry and worry. He was never in a hurry, but always on time and definitely not worried. Worry is a sin in the Bible. Uh, so what did he do? And then how do how do some of us handle it? So the first one is praying consistently. He walked away alone. So he had people around him all the time, thousands of people like around him, on him, asking him for stuff, wanting healing. And he did he didn't let that get to him. But as soon as he was done helping people, he took off and he walked in the wilderness by himself and spent a lot of time alone with Father God. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I have not done very good about that. Like I have days where I check in with them first and other days where I kind of just go, oh, this is what God told me to do. Thank you. I got it. And then I take off and then I'm like, oh crap, I'm in a mess. Help. <laughs> Asking him to clean up my mess when I should have asked ask for help to start with. So I'm so excited to be on. Welcome back. I can't wait to hear what you're, what you have to share with us. You always have such, such beautiful thoughts from the word. Well, I love this topic and I love that there's so many reminders of what's important when we look at Jesus's life, because really he could, I mean, he could have, he, I mean, there were so many things right? There's so many things. And honestly, I think we read in John that there were so many more things that Jesus did that they didn't include in the gospels because there's just so much. But um, I love that in Luke and in John, and I think in Matthew and Mark, I'm not sure. I know I'm thinking of two specific passages in Luke and John, where it actually talks about how he withdrew. He withdrew to go be in prayer. And I think that's so important because you were saying like, he's constantly around people. He could have healed so many more people. He could have, you know, helped so many, fed so many more people. He could have done so many more miracles if he had stopped going away all the time. And, but he knew where his source of strength and peace was. And he says over and over again, I only say what I hear the father saying. I do what God is commanding me to do. So all the things that he does are things that he is feeling moved by his father and in hearing from his father to say, and it makes a lot of people mad when he tells them this, 
but I mean, if Jesus himself thought that was the most important thing to withdraw and go to lonely places, because he wasn't alone, he wasn't lonely in those places, um, but he was still, he was still, he was quiet. He let himself take a minute, take some time and refocus on what God would have him do. So um, in Luke 5, 16, or five, yeah, 16, it says, um, 5, 15 says, but now even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. And so he has crowds and crowds of people coming to see him, coming to be healed, to hear him speak, but he is withdrawing and he's withdrawing from them. He knows that he could, but he knows the most important thing is to be near the Lord. So um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. We're reading actually the autobiography of George Mueller. Um, I'm trying to read a chapter every morning at breakfast with my kids. And that is a man who understood prayer, who understood the, the importance of prayer and faith in asking God and trusting that God was going, is going to speak to us. And so it's really helped me remember how important and how powerful my prayers are that I can ask God for help with anything and that the struggles and the trials and the anxious things that happen to me, the hard things that happen to me in this life, God cares about every single little detail. He wants me to bring those before him. Now, um, I made a post on Instagram the other day that said, like, my ideal morning routine would be this. It would be getting up early, exercising, coming home, making myself a hot beverage, sitting with my Bible for an hour and journaling, and then making breakfast and then having a beautiful day. Um, but most of the time, I wake up in the morning with a small child standing next to my bed saying, mommy, mommy, like it's time to get up. So I, from the time my eyes open in the morning, I'm having, I'm, I'm spending my time, and my energy managing other kids. So I've had to realize like, even though I have things going on, you know, I have stuff I want to do every single day. It is so important to take that time to still find time, to carve out some time to sit and pray and to lift up all of the things before God. And I've noticed, so I've been doing it during my, I was telling you about our quiet time with my kids. So I have to sit in the room with my toddler and my six-year-old because otherwise they talk, I, I can hear them right now yelling at each other. Um, but I sit and I'll just journal. I'll sit on the floor. And so what, how I think about the word of God is God speaking to me. And before I speak back to him, I want to hear what he's got to say. So I choose a Bible reading plan. I have version, which is the app. And I choose a Bible reading plan. And then I do that first. And then I, you know, I highlight or I really think about what I've read. And then I will spend the next, however long I feel like I need to spend journaling or praying. And sometimes I will pray through those verses that I've read or something will have stood out to me from that. And that's what I will pray, but it's me hearing from God first before I say, okay, this is, this is all the things I have to say to you. Now I do pray the outside of that time of journaling. And I do, um, like the Holy spirit does 
bring scripture to my mind and to my heart when like throughout the day when I'm having a hard time or whatever. So it's not like my relationship with God is contained in that short amount of time where I'm sitting and reading the Bible, but I'm being intentional and setting my heart before him and saying, listen, like I need you. I need you every day. Man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, like this is my nourishment for my soul. And spending that time I've noticed has really helped other parts of my day. And I look forward to it now. I look forward to being able to sit and just journal. And that is something I've done since high school, since I was saved, I've needed that time of journaling and prayer. And I noticed how refreshing that is for my heart and how better able I'm able to hear from the Lord outside of that time when I'm intentionally setting that side, setting aside that time with him. So I just love that. That's how, that's what Jesus modeled for us. Even, um, Gethsemane in the garden of Gethsemane, he said, watch and pray your, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He said, watch and pray. I mean, he knows he has a very short time, a very short time left with his disciples and that any minute he's going to be going to the cross. And so he's trying to give them like any last, you know, like, okay, bye. There's one last thing. One last thing I'll tell you. Like he's sitting, asking the Lord to take this cup from him. He's praying. He's, he's, um, you know, he's in agony. He's telling his disciples, watch and pray. And we need to be watching and praying, not watching the news. Like, I don't think that's what he's talking about. I think he's being, be aware, be aware of the time that you're in and pray and spend that time in prayer. Um, the book that we're reading with George Mueller, he talks a lot about how he's praying and that has helped me know like, oh, maybe I should pray in that fashion or use some of those ideas to, and help me know how to pray and really get to what's most important when I'm praying and, and um, kind of peel away like the layers, like an onion, peel away and get down to like the very core of of what my needs are. So I'm lifting up what I'm actually needing. Um, but George Mueller, that book is awesome. If you haven't read the auto, the autobiography of George Mueller is so encouraging to me. Anytime I feel, um, you know, like, I'm not sure if my prayers are doing any good. I feel like the Lord's not answering. I feel like I've been praying for something for a long time and I'm not seeing the, um, the answers that I'm hoping for. Um, I'm reminded that he is faithful. God is faithful. He is always faithful. He is kind. He is, um, he never fails us. And so his answers to our prayers may look different, or there might be reasons why he hasn't answered our prayers. But even like a man like George Mueller, who put his full trust in God to finance these orphanages that, that were started, he got sick. Like he had hard things happen in his life. Um, that God didn't feel like he didn't have a perfect, beautiful, magical life just because he had an amazing relationship with the Lord, but his faith shines through even in those difficult circumstances. So everything that we go through, every type of struggle, suffering, persecution, there's a purpose for that. It's not just for no reason. Like there's a reason for that. And, and if we neglect our time in the word 
and our time in prayer before God, then we are going to have a hard time remembering that God is on his throne, that he is in control, and that even if we're like, well, I just don't have time in the day, this is where your day starts. Even if it's not at the start of your day, <laughs> you know, like your life flows out of your walk with the Lord. And so taking the time to spend with him, he can make everything else fall into place exactly the way it's supposed to in his perfect way. But we need to make sure that our priorities are right. Our priorities are him first. And then, you know, the other tasks or responsibilities that he's put in our lives, our family, grandparents, kids, spouse, home, work, you know, we, he helps us make sure that those things are in the right order so that we're honoring him with the time and the resources that he has given us. Hi. Did you get up? Yeah. Can you say hi? Oh, hello. So much hello. for quiet time, huh? <laughs> oh, your, your clock turned yellow. No. It didn't? Yeah. The time went off? Yeah. Okay. You want to go get a snack? Yeah. Okay. Oh. oh, that was so beautiful. And I love how you were talking about how Jesus always prioritized the time with the Father. And when we do that, it just sets sets our day off, right? And I love how you're, what you were talking about with your study time, how you're making it about hearing from him. And I, that's one of those things I, I've struggled with before. And if I think about the fact that we actually are approaching the throne room and how loved we are, I had just read something recently from, because we all know John is the disciple who is always saying the one Jesus loved. But in the Greek, supposedly what that meant was the one that Jesus kept on loving, which is just so beautiful. And so I pray that all the time. I'm like, thank you that I'm the disciple you keep on loving even though like I have my issues, you know what I mean? And it's just so beautiful. And when we pray that way, we realize that the man, the father who created holds this whole world in his hands. He knows every hair on our head and he wants to hear our thoughts. It's all he's asking is for us to give him some time. And we get so busy in this world that we think our little garbage is more important. It's crazy. Anyway, sorry for crying. <laughs> Every time I think about that with John, it's just the disciple he keeps on loving. I pray that. So when I, if, for any of you guys out there, if you've struggled too with feeling like, is God hearing me? Is he close? Um, just think about that. Think about that you're the disciple that he keeps on loving despite your shortfalls, despite the fact that your to-do list is still really long. He doesn't care about that. He just wants a relationship with you. So pray. Yes. And he he will reprioritize your list. You think you have a to-do list and God will say, I'm going to take all these things off your to-do list so that you can spend time with me. And if I start that way. My day, I'm like, I have all this stuff to do. I don't have time. If I start with him and I listen to him and I'm okay with the detours, all this, I'll be like, wow, where'd all the time come? He gives you time back somehow. I have no idea. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had people say, oh, you can't, you won't be able to do this because you homeschool and you're going to have to put your kids in school if you're going to do this. And I've said, if this is from him, he will make a way. And so then my prayer is, Lord, make a way, make a way. <laughs> so that I can say, look at what God has done. Look at what he's done. And it becomes my testimony. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so glad to be back on. 
God Me willing, too. this will be our new time for a while <laughs> <laughs> with the rotation. Thank you so much. And I'm going to let you get back to your kids before we have a fit. <laughs> I'm so glad we were able to chat today. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.